0: How do we get rid of aches and pains and empower ourselves to move confidently without medications or surgeries? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. I'm Eric Wallace of Motus RX Physical Therapy and this is the ModusRx Audio Experience. We started the Masters today and there was a lot of talk about Bryson potentially destroying Augusta. Uh, that, was, that was short-lived, it didn't necessarily happen, but we do know that um, golf is, is uh, more than ever, it's an athlete sport. Um, specifically, the best golfers in the world are well-rounded, they're strong, they're powerful, and most importantly, they're able to withstand a lot of golf, a lot of swings. Uh, the more you can practice and the more your body doesn't break down, Obviously the better golfer you're gonna be so it is my job to make sure that you can play as much as you want Whenever you want swing as much as you want and your body won't pay the price for it. Uh, I've often joked that golf is the most violent sport um, If you stop and think about it and sometimes I get some sideways looks, but if you think about uh, producing 2,000 pounds of force through your spine in the flap of a butterfly's wings it is a challenging challenging thing for your body so uh, we want to make sure that you can do that time and time again and not pay the price for it uh, specifically improving your body will help with energy transfer swing sequence and clubhead speed and power so you can update your clubs you can practice a lot but until your body is in tip-top shape and optimal a lot of these things that dictate what the club does are, are not necessarily going to happen. Uh, reason number two for our off-season training is that distance is obviously growing in importance to our game. Uh, Clubhead speed is a prerequisite to improve distance, and uh, as Coach Marcus has educated me on, and hopefully many of you, there are a lot of things that affect distance. It's not just how fast you swing and and um, you know how hard you go at it, there are a lot of things, but it is pretty darn hard to hit the ball as far as you want if you don't have a, a, a relatively good amount of club head speed. As your um, junior athletes or as you, as, you, as, you as, as golfers, as you continue to improve, uh, obviously bodies are changing. Some golfers will be hitting it farther than others, uh, but it is, it is, uh, it, is a, it is a benefit when you can be hitting um, shorter clubs into the greens compared to your your playing mates. And in order to have the adequate club head speed, the golfer needs mobility, uh, where we need mobility. So hips, shoulders, upper back. We need strength. We need energy transfer. We need maintenance of posture. We need all these things. So those are all big words for basically your body, again, dictates what the club does. There's Marcus. Finally, I can see him. I wanted to make sure he was actually in attendance, and I wasn't doing this all by myself. So good to see you, Marcus. Thanks for – thanks for uh, – getting all of your information out, getting this information out to uh, some of your, your juniors and whatnot. So number three, this is actually one that um, is very, very underrated. So club path, Uh, Marcus is going to be the one to talk to you a heck of a lot more about club path and its importance. Um, But club path is really going to be many times a second order consequence of what your body can or cannot do. Uh, the common the common thing that we see is uh, obviously an over-the-top or an outside-to-in uh, club path and and all the havoc that that can wreak on people. But a lot of these things you're not doing intentionally. You're just doing them because that's what your body is capable of, and the club is just following what your body is capable of. So we are going to work on all of the things that would help you do whatever the heck it is you want to do with your club path. I'm not sitting here telling Marcus what we should do and telling you what you should do but you want to have the availability to have the club path that is appropriate for what you're trying to do on the golf course, and your body is going to be a prerequisite for that. So uh, many times in the golfers that we see, it's lower body issues. Uh, juniors, as we develop, as we attempt to get stronger, as our bodies grow and change, uh, a quiet, unstable, or limited lower body creates significant challenges for you doing what you want with your club path. So essentially using the ground and not starting your swing with the lower body is a uh is a challenge and it makes it tough for for the club path to uh to follow and then probably it's not fun it's not exciting but it is to me the biggest thing is going to be injury prevention um we we again like i talked about golf is a violent sport um many kids i think end up in amateurs adults we end up thinking that back pain hip pain shoulder pain knee pain we end up assuming that these things are just normal. They're part of golf. They're part of playing a lot, um, and and really they're not. Uh, so, injury prevention is our is our big thing. And in specifically in the off season, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build you a bigger cup. And I'll explain a little bit what I mean by that. So, each body has a a relative amount of of capacity to do work, right? So for golf specifically, you have so many rounds or so many swings or so many practice sessions that you're going to take on in the year. In the off season, maybe when you're not playing as much golf, this is the time to make your cup a lot bigger. All right, so if every time you swing, every time you practice, every time you play, you're adding water, you're adding whatever it is, whatever you guys are drinking at home, whatever whatever you're adding to the cup, at some point that cup will overflow if you are pushing your boundaries of what your body is capable of doing. So with off-season training, with strength training, with speed and power training, what we're trying to do is build your junior athlete, your junior golfer, a bigger cup. And so that they can, like I said before, play as much as they want, practice as much as they want, and not break down. The common misconception in golf is that lifting weights and, you know, trying to improve your strength and whatnot is what actually causes injury. And it's actually, uh, we have data and research to back, it's the polar opposite, is that the stronger you get, the more you can tolerate loads and stresses in your body, the more you'll be able to handle the demands of a sports season. It doesn't matter which season, it could be golf, it could be football, it could be anything. So that is why off-season training is, is such a good time. We actually have a benefit here in Wisconsin that they don't have in Arizona, Florida, California. Is We have time to actually take a little step off the course Focus on some of these things and maybe build a, a bigger cup, build a bigger capacity for what we're about to ask our body to do throughout the course of the season. So strength training, adding mass, building power, all these things, regardless of you know, uh, what, what people have you believe, uh, they, they will prevent injury, they will prevent back pain, they will prevent the body breaking down
1: you know, there's a wide variety of abilities and, and, and frankly goals with the students. And you know, I always try to be pretty um, transparent and, you know, sit down with the kids and make them set goals and that type of thing. And, and we're lucky there's a lot of kids that we have that are, are, are pretty talented, but also pretty young, um, which is cool. Um, but sometimes some of those things that I enforce or Dr. Eric enforces or try to try to uh, to make stick don't necessarily come across. Sometimes the information is for the students, sometimes it's for the information to be passed on to the parents. But the one thing that I know, I guess brass tacks here. Is if your goals are to be a high-end varsity golfer in high school, if your goals are to be uh, a competitive collegiate golfer, you need to be in the gym. Bottom line, um, I know of no prospective collegiate athlete that is just playing a sport. They are training specific for that sport. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's discus. Doesn't matter if it's volleyball. Doesn't matter if it's soccer. Doesn't matter if it's any other sport, except for whatever reason, we say, ah, golf's different. That mentality has to change. Um, look at the PGA tour. I mean, look at the LPGA tour, look at the, 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 the collegiate ranks, uh, golfers that are playing this that have goals to do something with the game. And obviously that's a sliding scale. They're working more or just as much in the gym, and there's some guys that spend more time in the gym than they do on the driving range. I think of Brooks Kepka. I think of dechambeau um, you know I've been lucky enough to work with some pretty talented individuals that are playing collegiately now they're in the gym every single day, sometimes twice a day that's. <laughs> That's not a. There's a reason why they're playing collegiately. You know, there's there's tons of skilled players. I mean, these are good athletes. To Eric's point, you know, we want to build athletes. Um, So for some of you that are thinking, you know, speaking to students, you know, you want to be a high level varsity golfer, you want to play collegiately. If you're not getting better in the gym as well as on the golf course, you don't have a chance. You're not that good. (laughs) And parents, if you you know if these are the goals that you share with your children um and you have these goals of of going forward with the game and and, and wanting them to play at the highest level that they can this is absolutely positively a must uh there is as i looked at the names there there's plenty of skilled players there there's plenty of potential there but you know what you know the the side of the road is littered with potential (laughs) All these kids are, you know, all the other kids in all the other cities and all the other towns in the state of Wisconsin, they have skilled golfers too. And, you know, the cream is going to rise to the top. What separates them? Well, the same thing that separates the high school quarterbacks and the, and the point guards. And, you know, there obviously there's natural acumen and and, and fundamentals, but you got to make yourself better because all those other people that have the same goals as as, as you or, or, or your student are going to do everything that they can to achieve their goals. And... We have to break this idea that physical fitness, as it applies to golf, it, 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 that that it's not taboo. Not only is it not taboo, it's almost a requirement now. Um, I mean, for those of you, and I, I feel like I speak about these two ad nauseum, but... Brock Leinick and, and Tyler Cleves, both, you know, fantastic high school golfers that earned scholarships to play collegiately, one in Delaware and one in North Carolina. If you've ever seen these guys in Eric will test to this, I mean, Brock's built like a middle linebacker and Tyler but Tyler's built like a strong safety, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, they spend, you know, and Tyler was just in here the other day by me and we were talking. He's like, oh man. You know, that those first couple weeks of two workouts a day kind of hit me hard. I go, what? (laughs) You know, during the off season when he can't golf, it's a morning workout and an evening workout. Well, there's a reason why Tyler is, you know, playing, you know, he's a scholarship athlete. That's, that's the work ethic. So that's my main reason for being on here and sharing this with Eric is to reinforce how absolutely positively important this is. Also, the work that Eric does with the students can be extremely invaluable to me as well. You know, there's certain things that our body can and cannot do, and some of those things are specific to the golf swing. And I think of a couple of years ago there was a student I was working with, and I was really trying to get her into a particular posi- position, and she couldn't achieve it, <laughs> and frankly, I was kind of getting ticked off. <laughs> Come on, what's the deal? And and Dr. Eric took a look at her and he told me, you know, a couple of days later, he goes, yeah, that, that shoulder just doesn't work that way. That was mind blowing because we had spent the better part of six or eight months kind of spinning our wheels with her golf swing. And as soon as I got that information from Dr. Eric, I said, all right, well, there's a couple of different ways to cook an egg. We were able to create a good golf swing, doing something different that her body could handle. And she had, and it was like night and day, this you know, things started to click, you know, she ended up having a successful career. But there's no way, there is no way that I would have ever got her out of that rut or myself out of that rut as an instructor without without Dr. Earrett's information. So even if you you know, you don't want the next price and both, I mean that information for me is invaluable as well. And you know, for those of you that have done you know, more of the indoor stuff with me, you know, that we talk a lot about speed. We talk a lot about club path that Dr. Eric talked about. I mean, these things are are predicated on having strength and control and speed and flexibility. And if you have it, great, but you can always make it better. Um, I, I think it's extremely important that if if golf going forward is, is, is important, this has to be a part of the equation at some level. Um, it, absolutely positively makes my job easier with the kids I think of the last couple of years since we've been doing this Eric. you know it's night and day the ones that I see that that work with you uh versus ones that decide not to I mean there's you know pretty significant jumps um so I think that's you know my main message is we if this is serious you know if you know and and the student is the only one that can create the goals. You know, we as instructors or we as parents, we can guide them, but it has to be that that has to be a self-motivated or self-contained goal. But if they have lofty expectations and lofty go- goals for their golf game, it, working with me is fantastic. That's gonna that's gonna go a long way. But if you want to push yourself, you know, over that edge and and and, and realize, you know, the most of your potential, making your body better it is, is a must.
0: Thank you for listening to the Motus RX audio experience. If you would like more information on how to run through a pain to performance transformation in your life, then please go to our website, ModusRx.com. That's M-O-T-U-S-R-X.com. And there you can find free guides and helpful information to help you live a healthier, more active lifestyle. And until next time, this is Eric Wallace, and this is the Motus RX audio experience.